ladies and gentlemen, fourth and trollers. Welcome back to the most entertaining fantasy football podcast on the planet. That is right. It's fourth and troll fantasy back and better than ever with another Tuesday episode for you. My name is Noah Selby. Now I'm Selby. And we have got quite an episode for you guys today. What an absolutely insane three days of football that was that we experienced in week 15 and the first week of the fantasy football playoffs. So crazy on so many different levels. Well, well let's, let's just jump into it, Wes. I mean, how are you feeling right now after... Why don't you why don't you tell the trollers what happened for you on uh on, on Monday night in uh in Lambeau? I will. I'll I'll quickly recap just uh my three other leagues I made playoffs in just to give uh, an update for those that have been willing to listen to our advice. So first of all, wow, that was probably the greatest weekend of football I've ever seen. I mean, all yeah. of Saturday was great. Well, actually, not all of Saturday. The Browns Ravens game was not that. Not that hot, but the first game was incredible, historic, and then the Dolphins Bills game was felt like a playoff game to go to the Super Bowl. That was a tense game. All Sunday was great. Monday was a pretty good game too. So great week of football. So I made it in three leagues, as I mentioned last time. Uh, I did not. I did not win in one league. Bit of a bummer. Uh, I played really well. Had a lot of guys that did put up a lot of points, but everybody that made playoffs put up a lot of points as well. So it was just like a draw. Wes, you didn't make it in one league, but you were in three leagues. Did you, did you win in the league where you started Brandon? Ayuk? they had Christian McCaffrey. Yes, I did. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Okay. Gosh. So you, I'll give you one reason. Jarek McKinnon, baby. Oh I my started him. So, okay, listen, I have three Vikings in that roster as well. And as we saw, and we'll talk about later, that second half was miraculous. It got a bunch of points. But I started Jarek McKinnon, and that walk-off touchdown from him against Houston was monumental. So there was that. So I lost in mine in Noah's family league, which was a bit of a bummer, but that was a big one. But the 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 story that Noah wanted me to share was last night against uh, on Monday Night Football. I had finished up for the week, and my opponent had Aaron Jones left, and I was up by, I think, 25 points. And first half, feeling good, like I should. And it was – I mean, I even decided, let me preemptively – put in Aaron Jones in our letdown segment. Um, but that did not try to be the case as he ran for a rushing touchdown. And then it got close and he was down by five points. And as if you watch last night's game, it was fourth and two with uh, a minute and 40 something seconds left to go. And the Packers decided to go for it. And I'm up by five points now, obviously a touchdown wins the game. And Aaron Jones carries the football, gets past the first down marker, gets tackled by the angles and falls just short of the goal line. Inches Inches short. And I survive and make it to the next round. So I'm so sorry to David. I'm going to give him a personal shout out yeah. for that heartbreaking finish because that was that was incredible. But uh, he had a good team, too. He would have beat 
The other two yeah, you, playoff you both games, were in the you both were in the in the high one thirties this week. We were, and 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 our friend David would have beat any of the other teams in the other division for the playoffs, so he could have advanced. It's just one of those unfortunate matchups, but wow, I made it. I'm going on to uh, the conference game in two leagues. That's my story. How did you do, Noah? Tell us everything. You know what I had. It, it, you know, I I made the league in in the one league where everyone everyone makes it. It's a it's a lot of fun in that league. We have a really good time. Right. Um, I was the eight seed, five and nine, going up against the one seed, and I had a thirteen point lead going into Sunday night football, and my opponent had Saquon Barkley. Oh, and it was just like I was like it was. There's the piece of me that was like, man, he dudded last week. Maybe he does it again. I don't know. Like. Maybe there's a chance oh. I knock off the one seed. Ended up not happening. Um, you know, it, it, very, very great matchup there. We had, it was honestly really, really close. And we were both, it's actually funny because we were both, um, my opponent, uh, Carly and I were both at a, uh, they were hosting a white elephant Christmas party at their house. So we were both there as this, as this game is happening and as things are going on and we're both like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it was just <laughs> so close. Such a close game. So that was a fun one. <laughs> Excuse me. And then here's what I'll say, people. Ready? Oh, my gosh. Even though you may not make the playoffs, keep playing in that loser's bracket, okay? Have fun till the end. Because let me tell you what. For the first time ever, and I may have seen this like once or twice in a screenshot reposted by like maybe ESPN or Bleacher Report or somebody in like my many years of playing fantasy football, I tied this week dead <laughs> on the points, 115.88, like on the dot down to the, the, is that the hundredth decimal place? Yeah. Down to the hundredth decimal and we tied in this game, me and the other guy, this work, me and the other work, the ninth and 10th seed going at it in the loser's bracket. And man, what a fun time I had watching that play out because that was just absolutely crazy. 115.88. Um, so many things that happened between our matchups that were just crazy. It was like, I had the Raiders defense, you know, if I hadn't had them, you know, you know, it probably doesn't happen. You know, that's that sort of thing. play. So, oh, my so, god! Yeah, just crazy stuff deciding. And so just an absolutely thriller of a week of round one of of just great football, fun fantasy stories, matchups. If you had a fun fantasy story in round one of your leagues that you observed or that you were a part of, send us a screenshot. Let us know or message us on Instagram. Let us know what it is, because we would love to hear about it. And uh, and then maybe we'll revisit some of them on Friday. But like we said, we got a great show to hopefully help you win this week in the semifinals to get yourself to the championship. We're going to have obviously our classics here today, but we're going to have a special edition of hyped up and left down a special playoff edition called playoff heroes and playoff zeros. And then we're going to go ahead and jump into fluke or for real. Cause there are a lot of people to break down here who emerged in week uh, or in week 15 round one of the playoffs. And then obviously we're going to go over a Thursday night football preview 
But first things first, Wes, as always, hit us with the news to go into round two of the playoffs. All righty, let's get into the news here. So last night we saw A.J. Dillon decide to finally have the game that we thought he could have with two touchdowns, but about halftime, maybe early in the, in the third quarter, if I remember correctly, went into the locker room after being evaluated with concussion protocol. As of now, as of this recording, um, we don't have any updates. We don't know particularly if he's going to um, practice if he will play and or practice this week. So just keep tabs on him because this is uh back-to-back weeks with some strong performances for AJ Dillon. Aaron Jones obviously was the beneficiary of Dillon going out um, a yard shy of having a- another touchdown as I referenced earlier. Uh, so just keep tabs on that. If you're an Aaron Jones and an AJ Dillon owner uh, to see if the Packers are going to continue to do that because that was a must win for the Packers. So now they are still, somehow in the playoff hunt. Okay, big news, bad news. Jalen Hurts suffered a sprained shoulder on Sunday. Ian Rappaport reported. Right now, it is not considered long-term, but we'll have to keep a very close eye on his status for this week. If Hurts misses any time, currently the backup is the one and only Gardner. Minshew. Now, of course, this also changes how Miles Sanders might be factored in. A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, who we really thought was going to play on Sunday. Last second, they did not activate him in time to start. So maybe if he does play next week, we'll have to see how Gardner Minshew works with this 13-1 and Eagles offense. But just pay very close attention if you have any of those players on your roster. Okay. Also, big news. Bad news in general, but I mean, I'll be honest. If you have Jonathan Taylor, you probably weren't in the playoffs. Maybe you were. You probably kicked out because he only had a couple points because he exited in the first quarter on Saturday with an ankle injury. He left the stadium in a right boot, and it was later confirmed that he has a high ankle sprain ending his season. Of course, but I'm an IR. This season's over. So right now, the current backup is Zach Moss. He will be the starter unless we hear later on from Jeff Saturday if they're going to choose to start someone else. I know Deion Jackson played really well in preseason. Maybe they're going to go with him. Either way, uh, no, I'm going to open up for uh, maybe two minute discussion. Do you think Zach, Zach Moss is worth adding off the waiver wire just because he's a starting running back for a football team? I, I do think he is. And I think it's especially going to be uh, due to the fact that Jeff Saturday likes running the football. And despite the, you know, how the game was going and, you know, obviously they're up big, so they're just trying to keep a lead. But, um, you know, we saw Deion Jackson have success in this offense, especially with Jonathan Taylor has gone out in the past few, uh, past few times he's been injured. Deion Jackson came in primarily as a pass catcher. Um, and I still think Deion Jackson can have value as a pass catcher, but Zach Moss had 24 carries. Like, like Zach Moss had 24 carries. So it's, and, and that's not a dig on Zach Moss. It's just, Hey, this was a backup running back coming into this game. And I get that you're up big and trying to nurse a lead. Like I get it, but 24 carries to this guy who's new to the team as of the past four weeks or whatever it is. Um, right. Yeah. I, I think this is definitely somebody worth adding. If you are still in playoffs as a Jonathan Taylor owner, um, or, or you just need to to fill in the running back spot here. I definitely think 
honestly, both of these guys can be valuable, but I do believe that Zach Moss is going to be the guy who's going to get the goal to go stuff. Who's going to get the, um, <clears throat> you know, the bulk of the, the touches on the ground and the Colts play the chargers next week on Monday night mm. football, which the chargers stuck against the run. So we'll, we'll, we'll have to see what happens there. You know, it, it's probably not something you're excited about playing in the semifinals of your fantasy football playoffs, but you might have to, and I don't think it's a bad situation for him. I think as a good point, and also at the very least, you keep someone else from having a potential breakout running back for these last two weeks, um, right. which is always important because you have to keep in, in mind your rivals. I mean, if you're in the playoffs, make sure you eliminate any possibilities of someone else picking up a waiver wire ad that will help them beat you or help them advance and further in order to beat you with their better team if that's a scenario uh just know i said the char- the Colts are playing the chargers next week and then for the final week of the playoffs you're gonna play the giants giants have a much tougher defense than the chargers so just keep that in mind if you do want to add either zach moss or maybe Deion jackson okay thanks for hanging on to that that was fun talking about okay speaking of running backs in the afc south damian pierce was officially placed on ir meaning that rex burkhead and Oh, I'm going to try to pronounce his name correctly. Dare Ogunbowale. You pretty much nailed it. You pretty, Dare I I nailed Ogunbowale. It. Yeah, yeah. You pretty much nailed it. Ogunbowale. Ogunbowale. I like, I think that sounds better. Okay. So they're the two running backs, top two running backs for Houston. Um, we know Burkhead has been able to put up a couple of touchdowns um, a game once, I think like week three, maybe. Um, so obviously people are going to be inclined to pick him up. But if you have an interest in the Houston running back game, keep in mind for those two players. Okay. A couple more here. Colt McCoy of the Arizona Cardinals went out with a concussion and is in protocol making trace McSorley, the starting quarterback for the Cardinals. If McCoy is out next week, fun fact, Trace McSorley has attempted 39 total passes in the NFL. And this obviously impacts the likes of DeAndre Hopkins and Marquise Brown owners, uh, especially because as we saw on Sunday, the Cardinals passing game struggled a little bit. Uh, This also may benefit James Connors owners as well. So just keep that in mind. If you, um, if you don't hear McCoy starting, Good luck. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Good luck. All right. Reportedly, Dolphins head coach Mike McDaniel almost played Jeff Wilson Jr. on Saturday night against the Bills, but decided to protect his health. And uh, now knowing how fantastic Raheem Mostert started out, especially in the first quarter, that game, uh, it'll be interesting to see how they'll involve Jeff Wilson next week if they choose to. We'll have to keep a tab on that to see if it becomes a tandem or if they just stick with Mostert going forward. All right, a couple more here. Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight. Is, why is his nickname Bam? Just quick tangent, Noah. Do you know why? Uh, I have no idea. Maybe it's because this week he went, Bam, thanks, fantasy owners. You're out of the playoffs. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. Great prediction on that, Noah. All right, so Zonovan Knight hurt his ankle against the Lions and is already tagged as questionable for Sunday's matchup against the Jaguars. Of course, if he misses time, Michael Carter is going to be the presumed starter, but we'll just keep an eye on that to see how long Zonovan Knight is going to be out for, if any time at all. Okay, Bears running back. Khalil Herbert was taken off of IR. Now, he's bitten into David Montgomery's role over the season, but since both Montgomery and Justin Fields have been running really great. 
We'll just have to see if Herbert is even involved at all when he returns. For those of you that want to try to include him back after a couple of 20-point performances during the season when Montgomery was out. The Falcons placed their third string running back, Caleb Puntley, on IR. Why are we telling you this? Well, this may influence the tandem role between Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier in an effort to keep at least one of them healthy because, remember, everyone in the NFC South is limping into the playoffs. And with the Bucs losing, blowing that second-half lead, I know the Falcons also lost, but everybody's trying to scramble to get in the playoffs. They may try to change their roster, their snap count, based on this update for their injuries. So just keep that in mind. Last two here. In that same division, Steve Wilkes confirmed that Sam Darnold will continue to start the next week versus the Lions. He's not officially the starter for the rest of the season, even though it's three more weeks, but Sam Darnold did pretty well. And, of course, DJ Moore benefited tremendously. Donta Foreman did not. So just keep that in mind if you have any Panthers players on your team. Last one here. Immediately following the greatest comeback in NFL history, Justin Jefferson was tagged as questionable. But immediately, Kevin O'Connell on Monday assured us that he has no injury whatsoever. So he may take a couple of rest days. He may be on questionable for the rest of the week, but there won't be any Worry, you heard it here on fourth and troll. No worry for the wide receiver one on the season to miss next week. That's it following this tremendous weekend of football. Hope this helps you get you ready, gets you ready for the next round of playoffs. If you made it now, let's talk about some of these playoff winning performances. Noah, some playoff heroes. What a great weekend! It was a great weekend of football, and even as Miami Dolphins fans, Wes, I think we can both agree it is exciting to watch Josh Allen play football and infuriating at times, especially when the Dolphins play them. But man, (laughs) as a rival, the way he is able to make plays happen, just get around, just excuse me, just absolutely change the game for that offense, especially when other star players aren't. We'll talk about Stefan Diggs in a little bit, but like. Josh Allen just remains that dude. And I don't know how to, how, how more to just describe him. He's that dude. He he had 35.86 fantasy points, highest amount on the week. And it was just, it was something special, man. I don't know. He just, I, I remember specifically one play that stood out to me and it was, it was the touchdown to James cook to end the sec to end the first half. Mm, yeah. Yep. And there's eight seconds left on the clock and I'm watching this play play out and I'm going, Oh my gosh, they're, uh, uh, Oh my God. Oh my God. It's at zeros. The clock's at zeros. Like they're not going to score. Yeah. I and, shouted and you idiot. Is, yeah. I was, yeah. I literally was like, I, I was out watching the game with a friend and I was yelling. I was like, yes, yes. It's zero. Yes. And he somehow just finds James cook in the end zone. And it's just like, what are like, what who are you like? What go back yeah. to when you sucked. Before Brian Dable <laughs> to came to that one. team, Season gosh, one. like, like, yeah, like, what, what's going on here? And man, as we just <laughs> talked about it, what a great game that was. But Josh Allen is just very good at football. I and, I didn't um, even realize that he put up over thirty points, let alone thirty five point eight six points. Like it, like I I knew he was doing well. Like I knew that he was helping. He was fulfilling his playoff 
uh, caliber for those of uh, those that owned Josh Allen and made playoffs, which I'm sure all of them did. Honestly, look at Sass. I was like, wow, four touchdowns. Like I already forgot. He was responsible for every score of that game, including the two point conversion. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was just it. And in, in, in the first <clears throat> half was some of the most insignificant touchdown scores in that game, by the way, just as a tangent. Uh, Naeem Hines, uh, <laughs> right. uh, Savan Ahmed, um, and then a, a, a backup Bills tight end. And then, yeah. and then, and then eventually James Cook scored, which was, you know, not, you know, which is the most relevant, which right, is the most so... relevant of all of them, which is still crazy. That's next year's relevancy. I'm calling. Yeah, that. next year's relevancy for sure. Let's talk about a guy who, uh, man, two interceptions on the day. Jalen Hurts. What a down game for him. Am I right? Wrong. So right. Thirty-four point <laughs> seven fantasy points. If this is what a bad Jalen Hurts game looks like, like what? He still threw for three hundred and fifteen yards. Still made his pass catchers relevant in fantasy. Still helped you probably win weeks with his pass catchers. 315 passing yards, zero passing touchdowns, two interceptions, but 17 carries for 61 yards and three rushing touchdowns. I mean, wow. I mean, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, the, I remember I, I was watching, you know, I just the one play that stood out to me the most was like that 20 yard run or something like that, where it was just, just like a QB draw up the middle and the Bears like brought, Nobody they like brought six. And the line just opened a perfect hole for him, and everyone else was playing man on outside. And Jalen Hurts just like speed walked into the end zone, like it just didn't even like, like it was a wide open rushing lane. He is a fantasy cheat code at this point. It's you know a guy can throw zero to a quarterback in fantasy can throw zero touchdowns and two interceptions, and still score thirty five fantasy points. That's remarkable. It's and- unbelievable. I also really do think, even though he's a sprained shoulder, I got a good feeling he's going to start because the chance to sweep the Cowboys yeah. and secure the number one seed, secure the division, I think he's going to – I just have a gut feeling he's going to he's gonna bleed through that game in order to make sure that they, uh, they win that. If it's his decision, he's going to play. Right. If it's the coaching staff's decision, they might go, hey, Jalen, we've only lost one game. We're 13 and one. We're going to go ahead and rest you until for, for, for a couple weeks here and, uh, and let's go, which I don't know how that will affect these fantasy weapons. And I'm sure maybe we'll get a clearer picture on this come Friday and we'll be able to talk about it a little bit more, Wes. But I think, um, you know, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not exactly sure what happens with these these other weapons, but uh, yeah. you know, might might be tough goings for some people if Jalen Hurts does end up resting for a little bit here. I want to give us some props, Wes. Is that cool with you? Oh yeah, because listen, I'll jump the gun. This was one of our finest uh, predicting episodes, episode thirty, last episode. Yeah, nailed it. So you first absolutely Noah. crushed it, Wes. We came out here and said, you know what? Well, actually, and I believe this was, this was actually episode 29 was when we, when we outlined and said, here are guys you need to put on your team for the playoffs. Here are guys that you need to have on your squad because, and here are some reasons why. 
And we listed this guy right here. I listed my man Zay Jones, who scored three touchdowns this week against the Cowboys. Trayvon Diggs is elite, though, right? Wrong. No. <laughs> Boom. Goodbye. Um, Zay Jones, 34.9 fantasy points, eight targets, six catches, 109 yards, and three touchdowns on the game, 34.9 fantasy points. I hope you added them and started them and had them on your team because it's it's legit. The reasons I was <laughs> excuse me, the reasons I was giving for adding this guy, this this offense is is heating up. Trevor Lawrence is feeling better. Trevor Lawrence is enjoying throwing to his ex receiver more. And they're going to be in games where they need to throw the football. They're going to be in games where they need to score points to, to, to win the game. And uh, obviously, as I learned from Mike McDaniel this past week, that's how you win football games is to score points. <laughs> that's in right. Cold weather games and warm weather and games. And warm weather games. Yeah, just in all, general. All games. All games. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, a, as a wise man said, yeah. But it, Zay Jones. Boom, textbook right there. Everything that we said here on the episode is true and is showing out 34.9 fantasy points. And then, Wes, flip it over to you. You said add Jarek McKinnon. The <laughs> dude is getting wide receiver level targets. Adam, you need him on this, you need him on your team. And freaking you won your fantasy league. You won your you I won sure your did. league with him, Wes. That's awesome. Like it's it is. And I'll say the only reason the game that I was in that was a tie is because I started Pacheco and my opponent started Jerick McKinnon. That is true. I forgot. Even out right there. It was just 34.2 fantasy points for Jerick McKinnon, eight targets, eight catches, 70 yards and a touchdown. Ridiculous for running back. Yeah. That's insane. I remember week one when we were like Javante Williams at 13 targets. Oh my goodness. Eight targets is still insane. That's like, Prime McCaffrey level targets right there. That is what is going on there. He scored two touchdowns on the day, averaged 5.2 yards of carry on the day, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown. Out of these past two weeks, I don't know if you can take Jared McKinnon out of your lineup for the playoffs. If you started McKinnon and you and you won your playoff game, there's a reason I would, I would say there's a reason you needed to start McKinnon because I'll tell you from my personal experience. It was either Jarek McKinnon or Donta Foreman. Ooh. Those were the or Jeff Wilson and injured Jeff Wilson. So I so thank the the good Lord above. I started the right player. Incredible. But I think if you have to start Jarek McKinnon in your playoffs, you just continue to because this is this is who he is now. And I think yeah. I mean, just write it. I mean, you probably weren't going to make playoffs anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just just see how far you can get with McKinnon alone. I, I truly it. think you can ride Zay Jones and Jerry McKinnon to a fantasy championship this year. I think, I think so. They're and man, awesome. One last thing on Zay Jones that I'll say real quick, and it's yeah. just correlation. And I said it before. I cannot believe that this offense is getting Calvin Ridley next year. <laughs> I can't yeah. believe it. Like, I am like, oh, man, I might already, I'm already be – I'm already thinking about a stack that for next year being Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley. Cause that's going to be crazy. I feel like this offense is doing so well. Um, yeah. Just crazy stuff there. Let's talk about Jerick McKinnon's quarterback. That was Patrick Mahomes just continues to be incredible. He's pretty, yeah, he's a new on the scene. Mm-hmm. He continues to be so freaking good. 
I am such a fool for having as my eighth quarterback. I was like, no, Tyreek, uh, he's not going to be that good. <laughs> Man, I'm like, at this point now, I'm like, I don't care where I have to draft Mahomes next year. I'm probably going to draft Mahomes next year. It's just ridiculous. I had to make sense. Just w- <laughs> the advantage you get having that guy on your team is absolutely insane. So freaking good. And, uh, and, and I, I, you know, I think their record's in a decent enough spot where if you run to week 17 or week 18 in your playoffs, I think you'll still get some chief starters in even in week 18. If, if, you know, depending on how things play out, but they're certainly running away with the West, but maybe if they want to try and uh, try and work for that one seed, they might keep going there, but absolutely crazy. there for Patrick Mahomes just keeps on doing what he is doing. Now let's talk about it. Cause um this isn't even a full game. This is just the second half Vikings. Kirk Cousins, right. 32.4 points. Justin Jefferson, 30.3 points. KJ Osborne, 31.7 points. Delvin Cook, 27 points. Oh my gosh. Like, what are we doing here? This is, I, I could not believe. I, in our fantasy group chat, Wes, I was saying, and I was saying this to my wife. I was saying this, I was going, Guys, I, I'm so happy the Vikings are getting exposed. <laughs> so happy yep. I was literally like, I was like, I, that uh, it's that that clip from um, I don't remember the coach, but it's the Kansas City Chiefs coach in a press conference, and he's like, they are who we thought they were. I was literally like, I was like, yep, mm. I was right. The Vikings are frauds. They're the, the worst ten and two team in the league. Like <laughs> all this stuff. And oh. then we were like out to lunch. And like it was on the TV in the corner, and I was like, "Oh, oh, they just scored! Oh, they scored again! Oh my god, they're gonna win the football game! Oh my, what? <laughs> like it was just ridiculous. That I I don't have a lot of words for this. This I think anybody does tuple of of you know quadruple stack of players here. They just absolutely." Absolutely went off. You know, there was a guy who started Kirk Cousins in our league, West, And at halftime, he was like, why did I start Kirk? Mm, and then we got it. to the end of the game and he was like, I love you, Kirk. Like, it was just, <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know what more to say on those guys. Do you have anything to say? Uh, I mean, I think we all felt the sentiment, especially Justin Jefferson owners, because I think a lot of Justin Jefferson owners made playoffs. Dalvin Cook has been hit or miss a couple of times. So that first half, it was like, oh, man. Dalvin's it's best already... game of the season. Oh, yeah, by far. Yeah. And it was like, this is, is going to be an uphill battle. And then history, literally history was made. And it's, uh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing somebody, more to say. Somebody check on Matt Ryan. Yeah, I think Matt Ryan may have eliminated any any uh, chance at returning to play football next year. Well, I was going to go as far as to say he, he. I think his Hall of Fame status is definitely questionable now. Yeah, after, potentially. Yeah, after this being part of his legacy again. But again. Vikings owners, congratulations on a ridiculous second half. Wow, we. Yeah, and and maybe and maybe one thing to just monitor here as we watch the playoffs and uh, and and potentially into next season is Adam Thielen's getting a little older. 
And KJ Osborne is a good football player, man. Yeah, he may just slide right in. Good at football. He may just slot in here as a wide receiver two for this team and do well. He he and he and Justin Jefferson have the same amount of targets. I know the Vikings had to throw the ball the whole game, but um yeah, he he looks really good. And then of course, playoff hero, Colts kicker, Chase McLaughlin, baby. 21 fantasy points from the kicker position. Hope you had him in your lineup. Let's jump into some playoff zeros because these are a lot of familiar names that are just that probably lost you your week, lost you your week it's one. Very possible. There's a, there's a chance this is your fan. This is there's a chance this is someone's fantasy team. There's a chance our playoff yeah. zero segment right here is is if is someone's fantasy football team. So let us know if you had this team because Justin Herbert scored eight point seven points. He's hmm. the he. Here's the thing. Ready? Here, this is the exact comparison we want to talk about here. Jalen Hurts threw two interceptions. Justin Herbert threw two interceptions. Jalen Hurts threw for 315 yards and zero touchdowns. Justin Herbert threw for 313 yards and zero touchdowns. One of these quarterbacks had 35 fantasy points this week. <laughs> the other had 8.7. This wow. is fantasy football to a T. What in the world do we do here? Justin Herbert in this game that Wes, you, both you and I, both are studs and, and, and Keenan Allen worked out a little bit. Um, and, and, and I think Mike Williams got to like 10 points, but neither of these guys had the games we were calling for. Dude. What Roger McCreary, what did you become a God overnight? Dude, like, what just happened? Roger McCreary, I literally called out a defensive back by name <laughs> and Roger McCreary made one of the greatest illegal, albeit an illegal play. One of the greatest helping interceptions I've ever seen. Insane. If anyone hasn't seen the clip, he jumped out of bounds as the ball was thrown. Herbert threw the ball in the back of the end zone. He jumped, caught the ball, and while still in the air, threw it to one of his other defensive backs and caught it for an interception. I've only like, seen that once in football <sighs> history, by the way. And it was in college. Like that's, I've only ever seen that happen once before this the, weekend. The Patriots did something very similar once to kind of get. I think against Miami as well. But I mean, how, how about it? Fourth and troll. Do we have some kind of fantasy curse? Like we call out some players sometimes by name and then, and they just perform. I mean, actually, um, however, we had a really good weekend though with, uh, some of our with everything else. We had some good so. calls this weekend, but man, this not what we were hoping for, that especially because Justin Herbert is zero touchdowns. Man, it just was a weird low scoring game. Just a weird, just a weird game there. But maybe you had Justin Herbert as your quarterback, or or maybe you had you know top ten running back Nick Chubb this year. Boom, you won the playoffs, right? No, nine point nine fantasy points, twenty one carries, ninety nine yards. I mean, nine yards is great in the real world, but not yeah. If you don't get a touchdown, that's a single-digit game. Nick Chubb is a touchdown-dependent elite running back. Like it's like it's it's very strange to say like, yeah, he's an RB one, but he has to score a touchdown to be that. But I would still <laughs> say you still take him in that area, like in the in like next year, you know, something like that. I don't know. Maybe people change their mind after seeing how he plays with Watson here. Not sure. Um, maybe you didn't have Nick Chubb. Maybe you had Miles Sanders been awesome this year, right? You helped you win your fantasy playoffs. 
uh, 1.9 fantasy points, and he doesn't care. He doesn't give a crap <laughs> about your fantasy team. He said that. He put out on Twitter, I don't care about your fantasy team or your gambling ticket. I don't care. We want a football game. That's yeah, it. He meant it. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe he didn't have Miles Sanders. Oh, you know, maybe he had uh, Stefan Diggs. He's a top guy. Top guy had a big game, 10.7 points. No, he didn't. He didn't have a big game at all. He's a playoff zero. You probably lost your week if you had Stefan Diggs. Way to go. You nailed it Way on the head. <laughs> Thanks, Stefan. Maybe, uh, I mean, this guy's been hot, dude. 67 targets over a five-week span. Oh, my gosh. Devonte Adams is just winning people leagues this year. Wrong again. 6.8 fantasy points. Just this, just his his running mate, you know, his teammate. Oh, Josh Jacobs. He's well, he's been, you know, rushing leader this year. He's got to have been incredible. RB two on the season. Yeah, he's got to have been incredible, <laughs> right? Well, you know, ninety three yards. That's great, similar to Nick Chubb. But guess what? Three targets, two catches, seventeen yards, zero touchdown, thirteen points. Not too probably too happy with that, are you? No, you're not in the round one of the playoffs. Well, uh, you know, maybe maybe in your flex you had. You know, hot man, you know, coming down to it here with, mm. uh, you know, you know, this year's Amon Ross St. Brown. Am I right? Christian Watson. Yeah. Prime Monday time. Nine football. 8.6 points. Good job. Way to go, man. Playoff <laughs> zeros just consisting of potentially someone's actual team here with these names. It's just absolutely crazy. A lot of these guys were letdowns. And, and, you know, if you seemed to have somehow made it through Congratulations. You <laughs> yes. got to still play these guys, but man, that is, that is tough. It is tough to do here uh, as you, as we go forward. So uh, <clears throat> just, just some playoff zeros. There's people that, uh, that definitely did not do it for us in round one of the playoffs. It's time, Wes. It's time. It's time for the, probably the most important fluker for real that we can talk oh, yeah. about here. Uh, so let's, let's just jump into this because there are so many people we have to talk about here. So let's jump into it. Like we just talked about KJ Osborne may start filling in here as this top, as this wide receiver two spot, this high powered offense. Is this fluker for real? It's always going to be tough for me to think that there's another wide receiver that is reliable in the Vikings offense with Justin Jefferson there. I don't know. I I think it is a very, let me put it this way. It is a very, very, very good speculative ad because he's done stuff like this before. He has performed at high caliber in the past during this season. He has been a guy to catch the wide open deep route touchdown before. So I am not against calling him for real. I'm not against you adding him to the waiver. I think I think it's going to be here. I, I would do a toss up based on some of your other flex options. I mean, just ask us, let us know. Would you do KJ Osborne versus this player for flex option? How do you feel Noah? I think KJ Osborne is a very good football player. I also Uh-oh. think I know where this is going. <laughs> I also think this is a massive fluke. Oh, At man. least for the rest of this season. I want you to show me and, or tell me if you think over the next two games, if the Vikings are going to have to try and complete the greatest comeback in NFL history. No, 
I don't think, yeah, 16 targets is insane for a guy who is, uh, who's, who's really actually the third option there in the passing game. I, I really think KJ Osborne is extremely talented. I think next year as Thielen may be getting, just, like I just said, as Thielen's getting older, he could be a better option for them at the wide receiver two spot. But I'm going to call fluke on this one because I don't think, you know, you had great. So you had a spike week. Are you starting KJ Osborne over somebody who had a down week? Like, uh, are you, are, you know, are you going to start him over maybe Christian Watson next week? Like, I, I think it's a tough call to make. I think it's probably a tough call to make there. Are you going to start him over, you know, over Amari Cooper, maybe because you're not feeling great about the Deshaun Watson connection? I think it's a tough call to make. I don't think you can actually confidently do that. So I'm going to say fluke on that one just because of the situation. That's a fair point. I think you, you make a good point. I still, you know, obviously this game was really impressive. So I understand, you know, looking at that and being like, yeah, I mean, that is ridiculous. And that doesn't just happen, but you know, just to give my own opinion, I would still start Christian Watson over KJ Osborne next week because Watson is still a, you know, the number one option in green Bay. So yeah, fair enough. Noah. fair yeah. enough. There you go. Uh, Raheem Mostert here, 16.6 fantasy points had an unbelievable first quarter for this Dolphins offense. Mellowed out a little bit over time. Something I wish hadn't happened. Uh, <laughs> right but uh what do we think fluke for real on this one it's man it's gonna be tough to to say this is for real if wilson comes back but at the same time the ground game has been such an important part of mike mcdaniel's philosophy in miami that has really yet to intimidate opponents so when you have a running back that has 122 total yards in just the first quarter, I'm going to believe this is for real. And just the fact that McDaniel is going to start Mostert and say, all right, let's take it to Green Bay and see what happens next week. That's my take. What's yours? Um, I think this is. Well, I'll say this. I think this is for real because I think both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, when the running game was a big focus for McDaniel and we weren't, you know, when the Dolphins weren't trying to, um, you know, force things down the field, be like a big passing offense in these past three games, like that sort of thing. Over that five-game stretch, whenever Jeff Wilson joined the Dolphins, both these guys were putting up between like 14 and 20 points a game at coexisting in the backfield. So I think I think this is for real, and I think it's just going to – you know, I think this is for real because we saw Savon Ahmed score a touchdown, you know, and, and, and <laughs> yeah. he was semi-involved. So if they're still rotating backs, it feels like, uh, especially given that 122 total yards in the first quarter and then only finishing with 156 total yards, you know, it definitely seems like we're rotating here, but uh, Mostert definitely had the hot hand on Saturday night. So I think this is, I think this is probably for real. I think you can count on him as a flex option. Yeah, for sure. Even if, Wilson comes back. I like your point is that together they were still good. This wasn't a fluke game because Wilson was out. It's a good way of putting it. Right. Yeah. Dawson Knox here though. 21.8 points. Uh, fluke or for real? I just, I mean, you know, it's a tight end. So you just want to say for real, go ahead and get any tight end you want. Yeah. Just add them but, just in case. And, and also you want to throw in, in addition to this, that yeah, it's the bills and they have a really great offense and they're high powered. But at the same time, I mean, this hasn't happened for like seven weeks. So I don't know. I fluke. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Man, 19 points, 
14 targets. Hey, now, come on. Um, <laughs> 10 catches. So he definitely had what, like 120, 130, 150 yards on 10 catches. Okay. Or 60 yards. Um, I don't know. What do we think? Michael Pittman Jr., 90 points, fluke or for real? I say fluke because I don't think there's anything to this offense, especially without Jonathan Taylor, and especially with Matt Ryan, and yeah. especially with Jeff Saturday as the coach. So yeah. somehow, if you made it into the playoffs and you decided to start Michael Pittman because, you know, the Vikings don't have a solid fantasy defense, and so you thought it would be a – a good matchup. Well done. Great call. Don't start him next week. That's my that's my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I'm definitely with you on that. Even though this offense put up or this team put up 33 points in the first half, I think there's only like two offensive touchdowns. I think it was a bunch of field goals. It was a block defense. I think a pick two defensive six. scores and then a bunch <laughs> of field goals. So they only scored two touchdowns in this game as an offense, which is not great. So uh, I agree with you there. Oh man, Zay Jones, 35, 34.9 points. Fluke for real. Run it. Keep it yeah. going. Zay Book Jones to the moon. for real. Zay Jones is going to win people leagues this year, I think. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a, a championship hero, a playoff hero for the for the next few weeks to come for sure. Yep. Uh, along with his next guy here, I think Jerick McKinnon, 34.2 points, Wes. Run it. Keep it going. Yeah, it's for the real. Moon. Both these guys <laughs> to the moon for sure. Another guy I'm so happy to see doing well is David Montgomery. 24.1 fantasy points, West fluke or for real on David Montgomery for real. I think it's too little, too late for maybe some playoff hopes, but I think for real, I think they finally found some, I forgot the bears are only three and 11. Yeah. So they're not winning games. No, they're playing. But man, great they're fun offense. to watch. Yeah. But for real, though, I think I think you can count on Montgomery, even with Herbert coming back. And uh, I think just having a nice running tandem between um, Fields and Montgomery is going to be a really great down, uh, ground game going forward. Yeah, I agree. Agree with you there. Tyler Algier running back for the Atlanta Falcons. 22.6 fantasy points. West Fluker for real on Tyler Algier. Oh, I want to I want to I want to. Give him a second chance. I want to say, okay, let's 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 do this again. I don't know if I'm gonna start him, but rather I'm not going to start Cordell Patterson. How's that for an answer? Perfect. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. I think um I, I think you know he Tyler Osher is running for like eight yards of carry against the <laughs> yeah. Saints. Against the Saints, Saints defense, which is pretty good. Uh right. so I I I think this is actually probably for real. I think they'll probably <coughs> Cordell Patterson's a little older. This team, while the yes. playoff chances might still kind of be alive. Uh, I don't think they're expecting much. You know, they're starting their rookie quarterback, which doesn't Ritter, not a great first, first showing, but we'll see how we, how we improve to next week. I think they're just going to go, Hey, let's see what we got with the young guys. Let's see. Oh, let's see what we got here. And, yes. uh, and, and I think that's probably going to be the case. They have three rookies on this offense now that are pivotal positions. That is um, exactly what I was thinking. I think they yeah. may be thinking about the next season already because of how yeah. bad it's been. Yes. They're technically in playoff on because of how bad the division is, but I think they may just want to see how Algier can be the featured back next season. Great. Yeah. Great call. Noah, Thanks, Noah Wes. Brown. 
Yeah, let's jump into Noah Brown, huh? Or as I like to call him, <laughs> Dalton Schultz touchdown stealer. What a douchebag <laughs> this guy was. Uh, man, Dak Prescott, what do you, where are your eyes, dude? What are you doing? Dalton Schultz is wide open on the flat route, and you're like, hey, let me risk um, breaking my back because I'm going to throw all the way across my body on a two-yard bullet pass <laughs> just to get this other wide receiver involved here. Whatever. I'm not salty, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, Noah Brown, 22.9 points. Wes Fluker for real. I mean, regardless of the Dalton Schultz stolen touchdown, I still think this is a fluke. Yeah, definitely still a fluke. I mean, a two-touchdown game is hard to reciprocate. Um, and they're just options, I think, that are maybe better on this offense. I think I think that Dak probably trusts more, maybe. Um, so we'll just have to see what goes on there. Let's talk about a couple uh, – a, a few tight ends, actually, Wes, because it's been a graveyard. But uh, let's, <laughs> yep. let's talk about some of these guys. CJ Uzama, the first time I have talked about him all year. <laughs> yep. 18.1 fantasy points. Fluke or for real? Fluke. Yeah. Two catches, two touchdowns. He's only two targets of the game, by the way. Right. Yeah. Jeez, only two targets in the game. Guy. Two catches, two touchdowns. Lucky guy. Fluke, 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 and fluke. Uh, Jawan Johnson. I'm starting to think we got to actually intentionally talk about this guy. Uh, I know. I don't want to because it's not. It's scary to look at, you know, four catches, two touchdowns, but, but like I mean, he's touched, he's a touchdown dependent tight end, but he keeps scoring touchdowns. He does. Like he keeps scoring touchdowns and it's kind of ridiculous. And another touchdown thrown from a tight end. <laughs> That's Thanks, right. Taysom. That was cool of you. Um, I also think that like Jarvis Landry has been at a complete disappointment to this Saints offense. Yeah. And, Olave is still talented, but it's just too difficult to um, – there's too many expectations for that rookie wide receiver. There's no one else to go to. Kamara has been a disappointment. He would have been in our letdown segment or even in our fluke for real bad portion, but he's been bad all season, <laughs> honestly, except for a few games. So, yeah. I guess I'm willing to say, let's just see what happens with Juwan Johnson. Man. Fire it up. Fire up Juwan Johnson. Why not? Go for it. Uh, a good Another tight end we'd like to see back on the field just because we like when he plays football. With Darren Waller with, uh, you know, 13.8 fantasy points. West Fluker for real? Uh, I mean, look, if you've somehow held on to Darren Waller this whole time, you might as well fire him up because you've been a patient person. Um, and we know Darren Waller's ceiling. And look, I'll just say that, I mean, there's been this idea that the Patriots defense has been known to lock up your top option. And well, you know, Devontae Adams is a playoff zero because of it. So maybe yeah. next week, Devontae Adams just starts balling out again, which I expect because he bounces back off of these single digit games all season. And because of that, I don't know, Waller just might have a number of catches and targets and get some PPR value to get 15 plus points. So I say for real, it's Darren Waller. We know he's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Good to see him back on the field as well. And obviously we like when he plays uh, the game of football, it's more fun. It's more fun with Darren Waller in it. Uh, Rashid Shahid, who I don't know, <laughs> um, but he had uh, 18.5 fantasy points. Wes Fluker for real fluke three catches. 
Forget yeah. about it. 95 yards, you're going to average 30 yards a catch? Get out of my face. Yeah, I think the Saints are just like, hey, one of our guys is down there. And <laughs> Okay, here you go. And then they, that's what they do. Uh, Latavius Murray, I, uh, I, man, I, could I ever be a bigger fan of such a miscellaneous player in the NFL? <laughs> because Latavius Murray, 21.2 fantasy points, 24 carries for 130 yards and a touchdown. West Fluker for real. It just might be for real, Noah. I'm firing him up next week in a league. I'm like, I think it's, I think it could be for real. It's, it's, you know, even with thank Russell goodness Wilson Nathaniel back. Hackett, yeah, thank goodness Nathaniel Hackett isn't calling plays because, uh, yeah, now we're seeing potentially a run game that is doing well for this offense, you know, and, and maybe it was Brett Rippon being in there and them not having the pressure of, oh, let's pay our, let's, let's make sure our top paid quarterback is actually making plays. I don't know what it was, but maybe yeah, it was I that like the, this from Latavius Murray. The Col- the Cardinals were on their third string quarterback who yeah threw triple the passes in his career on that one game and they right. obviously had the advantage but i i mean 130 yards is not just a game script kind of stat that is i think there's something there yeah he's running well don't for forget sure. they waved melvin gordon they had to have some kind of a reason yeah yeah i, th- I think this is probably for real from latavius murray i think you can fire him up Couple more guys here, Wes. Russell Gage, twenty five point nine fantasy points. I mean, uh, Fluger for real. I, I like him. I know he's talented. He's had some. He's had a few good seasons with the Falcons in the past, but I still don't. I'm, I'm still not going to start him for playoffs. I'm just going to say fluke. Same. He was an early, early preseason uh, my guy for me, and then as, you know, he had a garbage touchdown. It was a, his second yeah. touchdown was a garbage time touchdown because the Bucs decided to stop being good and the Bengals decided to start being great. And so it was just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jahan Dotson. Good to see him back in the end zone and playing well. 20.5 fantasy points. West Fluker for real. I think there's potential for this to be for real, but I'm going to call fluke because he had a huge catch that was for a lot of yards and he's very, very, very talented and he was doing this stuff in college, but I still just can't buy in to four catches and 105 yards. That to me just doesn't feel sustainable enough to say, yeah, let's fire up and get into the championship on the legs of Jahan Dotson. How do you feel, Noah? Yeah, I agree for the future. You know, next year, I'm excited about Jahan oh, Dotson. Year, yeah. I mean, we got to see, you know, if they give Heineke the reins and he gets a full offseason with these guys and they get to scheme up an offense around these guys. But um, I think for next year, maybe, maybe uh, you know, I think if you have him in Dynasty, you know, you're excited. Jahan Dotson is a good player. And uh, and 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 he's probably got a good future ahead of him. So. Uh, but for now, I'm going to say Fluke. Uh, last one here. Actually, just two more here. Uh, DJ Moore, 18.3 fantasy points. West Fluker for real. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I think what Sam Donald has been doing on that offense has been uh, successful enough to keep DJ Moore relevant in fantasy. And DJ Moore is obviously their best. Uh, DJ Moore is their best player on offense. I mean, with the way that Dante Foreman yeah. has fallen off. So, yeah, I think it's for real. I don't know if we're going to have 
close to 20 points again, but I think you can probably have a 14 point floor with DJ Moore. Yeah, I agree. Uh, last one here in the positive side of things, Wes, AJ Dillon, 22.1 fancy points, second straight week with 20 plus fancy points. What do we think? Fluker for real. So last, so it wasn't last week because Packers had a bye week, but the week before was the second straight week, the first of two straight weeks. Um, Aaron Jones uh, went down and AJ Dillon took over and did just fine. This week, it was like Jamal Williams and he just vultured. He had two yeah. touchdowns off of 36 yards. So if we were talking week four, I'd be like, yeah, this is exactly who we were expecting from this Packers. They both had 20 points, both AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones had 20 points last night, last night, but that Rams team is not good. And I just don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's probably too late for me to believe that AJ Dillon is going to do much in my flex spot. How do you feel? I'm a, I'm in complete agreement. I think, um, you know, I made a joke the last time they played of, all right, week four next season, see you back for your next 20 point game. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he might've taken that personally, I guess, AJ, I apologize. Great game from you here on uh, on Monday night football, but, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, how inconsistent it's been this year. You're firing up AJ Dillon in your playoff spot next week. Okay. Uh, Good luck. I hope it pans out. Stop but. listening to our podcast. Just kidding. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, please don't. Do don't, that. No. don't do that. Please keep listening. Please keep listening. Um, those are the positive sides of Fluka for Real West. Let's just jump through real quick these negative sides. A few guys we've already talked about here. Uh, Nick Chubb, 9.9 fantasy points. Fluker for real. For real. Deshaun Watson is not helping this offense whatsoever. Yeah. Kareem Hunt's involvement has been higher since Deshaun Watson started playing. Uh, bummer for Nick Chubb. I mean, it's just, it is not looking good for him. Uh, and, and any Nick Chubb owners, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling great for you going yeah. into playoffs round two here. I always have to start him, but you know, yeah, you're going to see this score again. Yeah, another Brown, though, is Amari Cooper with 9.8 fantasy points and, and fluke or for real on this one, Wes. I'm going to say for real because I think it is Sean yeah. Watson's involvement in this offense is not helpful whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same exact reasoning. For some reason, it's not looking good. It's not looking good here for this Brown skill players who have carried a lot of us to playoff spots this season. Yeah. So definitely tough goings there for the Brown skill positions. Uh, Joe Mixon, just 10.4 points. I think Zach Taylor's a liar. Um, Because when he was like, Joe Mixon's our starter. No, he's not. He is not your starter. This is a split backfield, it feels like, at this point, between Joe Mixon and Samaji Pirine, as far as opportunities go. Um, And, you know, you like the six targets, and that's the bulk of the fantasy points. And and I get it. The Bucs are a tough run defense, but... 10.4 10.4 fluker for real. I, 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 I'm going to say for real, but I will give the asterisk to the 17 and nothing score uh, with just a few seconds to go in the first half. So I will sure. say the game script did favor a pass heavy offense for the rest of that game. And a second asterisk, the Bucks still do have a good rush defense. But I still don't think Joe Mixon is going to win a fantasy game. Wow. I really hope people paid attention and took your advice to sell him after that five touchdown game, Noah. I mean, yeah, this I hope is, so. 
probably people may have been saved from losing games if they had listened. I yeah. sure hope. I sure hope so for sure. Uh, touched on him a little bit already, but Deontay Foreman, 0.9 fantasy points, fluker for real. This is so weird because it's obviously for real to me. However, Chuba Hubbard only had four carries, but he still had a better fantasy game. Chuba Hubbard was in for 63% of the snaps. Dante Foreman was in for 30% of the snaps, but they gave Dante Foreman 10 carries in the time he's on the field. So it's like they gave Foreman, like when Foreman's on the field, they give him the carry before, but for majority of the game, Hubbard is just in, I guess. I think more than Foreman being this is for real, I'm just going to also say don't even start Hubbard. I don't even I don't like what this mix is. How do you feel? Yeah, there's one Carolina Panther to have in your lineup, and that's CJ Moore, and that's yeah. a maybe, and that's a maybe, you know. So, I, I, yeah, this is for real. Uh, definitely staying away here from, from, from these guys. Uh, Jamal Williams, maybe we are at a crossroads here. It's 3.3 mm. fantasy points. Second straight bummer week in a row without a touchdown. Um, actually, he, I think he scored a touchdown last week, but still, that's a bummer of a week. Bummer of performances has been because he's scoring and it's still not good. Didn't score a touchdown this week, just 3.3 points. Fluke for real, Wes. Uh, you know what bums me the most is that it's not even DeAndre, DeAndre Swift isn't even taking the points away from Williams. It's the offense and the passing game that is dominating in the fantasy world. So I think this is for, for real. I'll even throw in DeAndre Swift as being for real. It's like, hey, I think they may just be rolling with this passing offense. This is how it feels to me. 13 carries is a nice statistic, but I mean, he's averaging like one yard, you know, like one and a half yards a carry, or three yards a carry, I guess, but it's yeah. still just rough. Yeah, definitely super tough right now. Isaiah Pacheco. 8.7 fantasy points. West Fluker for real. Dude, 86 yards is great. 86 yards, uh, 15 carries. That's pretty good. I'm glad that he's doing well to help that offense. But in the fantasy world, that is it. That is yeah. all that's going to happen. He's just going to get rushing carries. And if they don't rush it into the end zone, Isaiah Pacheco is a waste of a starting slot. That's my opinion because – Dude, it's Mahomes. I mean, there's nothing else to say. Obviously, they yeah. pass first. So, I like Pacheco. I think he's doing well for them. But fantasy, no. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 tough. It, it's, it was such a spicy matchup. Such a delicious matchup for Isaiah Should've Pacheco been. against the Texans. It's over and it just just wasn't even. Yeah, just wasn't even what we were hoping for there. So, um, yeah, I think Isaiah Pacheco is the. I mean, there's very clearly one Kansas City Chiefs running back to have, and it's not Isaiah Pacheco. So, uh, yeah. Rashad White, 5.3 fantasy points west, fluke or for real? I think we touched on it last time is that we're getting towards the end of the season, and that's when playoff Lenny starts to blossom more. And, and Leonard Fournette had a couple uh, points, you know, double digits, nothing that really helped anybody win, probably didn't lose any games but i think there's going to be more of a leniency for brady to depend on fournette especially after um losing again in a horrible fashion so i th- i'm gonna say this is for real yep for rashad i'm in agreement. agreement with you uh zonovan bam knights now he did get injured in this game but before the injury just 2.3 fantasy points west fluke or for real 
Well, you were spot on with your prediction. Yeah. I don't think this is uh, for real, however. But I do think do I. this this happened specifically because of everything you analyzed last episode about this Lions rush defense. This is phenomenal work on this, Noah. Honestly, this was one of the you even said it as like you feel the most confident about this over anything you've ever said in this whole season. And you were you nailed it. You said, mark my words, Zonovan Knight is gonna have a single digit game. Not just single digits, because he had nine points and it still counts. 2.3 points. Yeah. Great job. Still, I think it's a fluke. I think it's going to be just, just fine for the rest of the season. Yeah, I think it's a massive fluke. It was solely based off of the situation, guys. Don't get don't get me wrong. Like this is very much a fluke. And I am, I am, I we'll hear we'll talk about Zonovan Knight in just a little bit here, because it is quite exciting to, you know, be able to watch, you know, what he can do. But yeah, he was um he was like outside the top. I think like 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 Travis Homer finished with more fantasy points than him. Um, like, <laughs> yeah. Like Royce Freeman, the third string running back for the Texans finished with more fantasy points than him. You know, it's just, yeah, it, it was just not a, not a week for him. And, and, you know, it was, you know, glad I made the call and hope you guys listened. Um, but yeah, this is fluke because we'll talk about it in just a little bit, but uh, definitely fluky here for sure. Uh, Christian Watson, just a couple more. Christian Watson, 8.6 fantasy points, fluke or for real? You know, I'm actually going to say this is a fluke because I still think there's uh, more of an opportunity for the Packers to be in a pass, um, to, to be more inclined to pass the ball yeah. frequently throughout the game. I mean, the Rams are just a bad team all around. So, you know, just keep that in mind. But, you know, I uh, I think Watson can still have a few touchdowns here and there to maybe give you an extra point or two for fantasy playoffs. How do you feel? I'm in agreement. I'm, I'm with you. I think he'll still score some touchdowns, and I think he'll still get you some good points. So I think this is a fluke. Last one here, Mark Andrews, 6.1 fantasy points. Fluke or for real? <sighs> oh, for real. Yeah, it's just so hard with – I mean – it's it's easy to say it's so hard without Lamar, but even with Lamar this season, this this passing game has just struggled. Man, it has not been good in Baltimore for the passing game. I I, they, I don't know how they're continuing to win games. To be completely honest, with you. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Team is bad. Team is bad, man. Even with Lamar, the team is bad. But um, yeah, this is this is probably for real for Mark Andrews. And and that's coming from a position of this tight end position is so bad. He used to be so Mark man. Andrews should be a top guy that you're playing, but it's like, man, you don't even you're just hoping he scores or hoping hoping something happens here, as you are with a lot of these tight ends. Our Thursday night football preview, Jacksonville Jaguars head over to MetLife Stadium and uh and take on the New York Jets here. Gonna give you some must starts for C starts and don't starts. Wes. Who is a must-start to get people to the championship? A must-start is going to be Zay Jones. It's time to accept that Zay Jones is, in fact, a dominant playoff performer for fantasy. There's There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it, all right? 
Noah and I have been talking about it for a couple of weeks now. Been looking at it. You go way back to week one. He was our waiver wire ad of the week. Say Jones has arrived. And I think you just lock him in and ride this train all the way to the finish line. I, I think he's fantastic. I think, honestly, what he's done three of the last four weeks, scored 21 plus points in three of the last four weeks. That is playoff winning. He has had 347 yards, 41 catches, and four touchdowns over the last four games. Just buy into it. Let's go, dude. Zay Jones is a league winner. I'm buying in. Must start him. I love it. I love it. Obviously, you know, I'm a big Zay Jones guy. We talked about on the episode already, Wes, but love Zay Jones. Zay Jones on Sunday scored more touchdowns in one game than he did in three years with the Raiders. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, yeah, big fan. Zay Jones. Look, we just we talked about it in the episode. Make some great points here, Wes. Lock him in. He's a must start, I think, for this week and next week to win you a championship for sure. Yeah, it's it's you don't have to put in a player that you may have known before. Just, you know, Shia LaBeouf, just just do it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That being said, no, who's your must start for this week? Well, it's the guy that last week I was talking about. And uh, I was right about, and uh, and, I, and I hope I'm right about him again, and I think I am because my must-start is Zonovan Bam Knight. Listen, he was my Week 15 dud, and that happened. 2.3 points, and their loss to the Lions on Sunday. But uh, I think this Thursday night's going to be a little different. If you manage to make it through the letdown of Bam Knight in Round 1 and you're on to Round 2, have no fear because this matchup is absolutely beautiful, juicy, voluptuous, just just a beautiful matchup for Zay Jones here. Uh, the Jaguars are allowing 19.7 points per game to the running back position over the last five weeks. Their run defense in Jacksonville is quite subpar, and I expect Zonovan Knight to return to form. He he was listen, he was still the lead guy for the Jets before he ended up going out with a little bit of an ankle injury there. And while the return of Zach Wilson has limited his passing game, he didn't have any targets on Sunday. I still have him as a must start from Thursday night. Obviously there's going to be depending on if he is going to play. I believe he will. Uh, that's just, that's just a hunch on me. Just a, just a fourth and troll hunch right here that he is going to be playing on Thursday night. And if he is, I believe he's going to be able to take advantage of this Jaguars run defense and have a really, really solid game for you in round two of the playoffs where, where you definitely need to get some points on the board to advance. Zonovan Bam Knight must start. Must start on Thursday night. I mean, just how cool would this be if you said he was a bust, a dud last week, nailed it to a T, and then immediately the next week you said, yeah, you have to start him. And he goes off for like 18 plus points. Just that'll be, back. Coolest, that'll be like the highlight of our season of like yeah. our highs and lows. Both yeah. that our montage of being awesome. I just want you to be right personally, because that would be so cool. But also looking at just who Zonovanite has been. Uh good. That's who yeah. he's been. He's been good. And yeah. 
you just, I mean, this is going to be fantastic. Just analyzing how the Lions defense was on Sunday, predicting that perfectly, and then giving everyone the reassurance that all you were doing is just saying this is a bad matchup, but he's still going to be good. Let's get this train rolling. Let's get this Bam Nightmobile on the tracks again. I'm all for it. it, man. I'm hoping for it. I'm hoping for it for sure. Wes, who is going to be your risky start for Thursday night? My risky start for Thursday is going to be Garrett Wilson. So episode 26, I talked about Garrett Wilson. And I said Garrett Wilson is worse with Zach Wilson and much better without Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson is going to start again on Thursday. Now he put up 13.8 points on Sunday and that may have been fine. It may have been passable, but you know, he can do more than that. Keep in mind. uh, If you're in full PPR, 4.3 of those points came on a single play. So without a single play from a 33 yard pass from Zach Wilson against the lions, he barely made double digits. Zach Wilson makes Garrett Wilson worse. And I think that is important to know because even though Garrett Wilson has been very good and worth starting, considered a must start, he's a risk to me because Zach Wilson is expected to start. And from what I have looked at mathematically, let me remind you again, if you didn't catch our episode 26 stats, Without Zach Wilson, he's averaging 19.4 points a game, 10 targets, 77 yards per game, and all four of his touchdowns. With Zach Wilson, it's 8.3 points a game, zero touchdowns, 45 yards per game. So for me, as great as he's been, it's a risk now that Zach Wilson is back on the center. So for me, Mm, no, no thanks. Amen. 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 What a beautiful thing there. We, uh, we talk about, I love, uh, you know what? I love slandering Zach Wilson. It's fun. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's a, it's a fun time. It's a fun time for sure. But we saw, you know, Hey, 300 plus yards is, is, you know, I think that's, you know, telling and potentially good for his outlook for the future. It was the lions who allow, the who have the worst pass defense in the league. So maybe it was just a perfect storm there. But um, you know, I, I I'm with you, Wes. I earlier in the week I'd set my lineup and I, I can't believe I'm admitting to this, but I just had forgotten to do one last check before the weekend games had started. And uh yeah, and I and I had originally when Mike White was gonna start, I was like, boom, Garrett Wilson fired up, let's go. Mm. And I forgot to take him out. Cause I had Devonte Smith on my bench. Like I, like I could have, oh. I could have gone Devonte Smith there and, and it would have been a better outcome for me. So I I'm with you. I'm, you know, we go, we can go back to the preseason of this where Garrett Wilson says a, a reporter asks, what's the difference between Flacco and Zach Wilson. And Garrett Wilson says, Joe Flacco throws a more receiver friendly football. Joe Flacco throws a better football is what that equals <laughs> out to. And, and it's just, I think it's still, yeah. I think it's still remaining the same here. So I'm in agreement here. I think Garrett Wilson is a very risky start for Thursday night. If if we hear anything, if we hear any updates on Mike White 
being healthy enough to start. And if Robert Sala decides to start someone other than Zach Wilson, then I think you fire up Garrett Wilson. Otherwise, this is a risk. That being said, Noah, who is your risk for this fine Thursday evening between the Jags and the Jets? Yeah, my risk, my risky start here is a guy that I, I talked about already, loving him. It's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is freaking balling, dude. He is going <laughs> out and just absolutely balling. He's bringing, he's going back in games. He is, he's beating opponents that he probably shouldn't beat. He is throwing the ball very well. He's got 21 plus fantasy points in four of his last five games. He's currently the Q, I believe, the QB six on the season. And that might change by the time that you're hearing this, but. Uh, you know, 21 plus points in four of his last five. Listen, the Jets are a tough matchup for sure, but he is looking like that guy that was drafted first overall. And honestly, if I'm being honest, he might be he might be a top eight quarterback taken in next year's draft, and potentially for me, even a my guy. Like I'm really excited about Trevor Lawrence, really excited about what Doug Peterson's doing with this offense. I mean, it just feels like this this offense and this team is coming alive, and they they've got the shot to they've got a shot for the division potentially. If the Titans, uh, if the Titans take some losses here, and the and the Jaguars just keep on winning, like there's a chance that the Jaguars will be playing for the division in Week 18 against the Titans. Like, it is just exciting to watch guys that should have that, that that are so highly projected that should do well in the league do what they should be doing. And, and it's exciting to watch Trevor Lawrence do this. And uh, and so I think he is a risky start just because the Jets are a tough matchup. You know, Trevor Lawrence is no Jared Goff, but Jared Goff only had 14 points this past week against the Jets defense. Obviously, you know, the secondary is great. Sauce Gardner, whole defense, defensive line, Quinn Williams, you know, everybody's great there. Robert Saul leads a great defense. Trevor Lawrence is my risky start for this week. I think I'm going to go for it. I think I'm going to go for it personally, but it's a, it's a risky start for sure. Yeah. I totally understand why you say it's a risk, just knowing how the the Jets defense has been. Um, that was my concern. Why I thought Amon Ross St. Brown would be a dud last week. Now he split the difference between his projection and my projection, which is pretty nice. Cause it's about a four point difference between my projection and his projection. So we got about uh, 15 points, but that's just the Jets defense. You have to give them enough respect to know that Trevor Lawrence, after putting up, you know, 30 points the week prior and then another 20 plus point performance this week. Can you see that happening again? Yes, you can, but I, I totally understand why you're just going to include this as a risky start because the Jets defense has been good enough to stop players, but Lawrence has been. Great. And I am scared if I'm a Titans fan that the Jags are going to come in and dethrone Tennessee from the AFC South. It's looking great. If Keep this in mind as well for Zay Jones owners, Trevor Lawrence owners, even ETN owners, if you want to throw them in as well. Jags win Thursday. Titans lose Sunday. Jags are in first place. So, yeah, they're going to keep rolling. They got to keep rolling and they got to, they, they aren't getting wild card. I mean, the wild card is a phenomenal record. So there's just more fuel for the Jacksonville Jaguars, fantasy players, owners keep starting. Oh my gosh. There could be a playoff game played in Jacksonville this year. 
in Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. That Duval would be unbelievable. Hosting. Oh my goodness. I I'm I'm all on, I'm on board the bandwagon. I'm all on board. I love Doug Peterson. I love the hire from the beginning. And man, this is just yeah. I'm on board of the bandwagon for sure. Wes, close us out here real quick. Don't start who on Thursday night or whom on Thursday night. Michael Carter. Just plain and simple. I'm just backing you up, Noah, by just trying to make sure no one is reading between the lines for any kind of weird uh, inquiry on what happened with Zonovan Jones or there being an injury. I really don't even care if Zonovan Jones is out. I still don't like uh, Michael Carter's usage. Obviously, he's been the uh, second string his whole season uh, behind Brees Hall for the first half. Now, apparently, it's Zonovan Knight. And even when James Robinson joined, like the the Jets just don't care about Michael Carter, even though they drafted him in like the first round yeah. a couple of years ago or last last year. Keep that in mind. Jeez. So they draft Brees Hall and then they decide after Brees Hall gets injured, they're not going to depend on Brees Hall, even though they had a fantastic winning record. No, instead, they made a trade and stole James Robinson. And then they decided, oh, James Robinson is not doing well enough. Well, I guess we got to start Zonovan Jones. Like the Jets just don't like Michael Carter. So don't look at this two-point performance from Zonovan Jones as any kind of changing hands or passing the baton. No, just let it go. Don't you have Michael Carter? Drop him. No, don't start him. Forget it. Who's your don't start? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I agree. I agree with you. Uh, my don't start, CJ Uzama. Um, we talked about it already. Massive fluke. Zach Wilson stinks. So does the Lions pass defense. Not a sustainable performance from CJ Uzama. Don't get cute. It was two targets and two catches and two touchdowns. Don't be an idiot. I know it might be hard to because the tight end position sucks. But don't be an idiot. CJ Zama is, yeah, no, unsustainable fluke. That's it. Gross. Can I make you feel a little, a little bothered, Noah? This was for the a take. I'd rather start it. Taysom Hill than CJ Uzama. I'd rather start Taysom Hill than CJ Uzama too. Nice. And I hate it to say it. it. I hate it saying it. it. <laughs> There it is. Yeah. That's going to be all the time we have for the episode here. Wherever you're listening, we'd appreciate it if you gave the episode five stars and write something funny in the review. We'll give you a shout out next time. We're on social media everywhere at Fourth and Troll and on Facebook at Fourth and Troll Fantasy. Look for our t- uh, look for our mascot, Tidy the Troll, and make him smile by giving us a follow and joining us next time every Tuesday and Friday. I'm Noah Selby. And I'm Wes Selby. And this has been Fourth and Troll Fantasy. <laughs>